0: Hello and welcome to season number five, episode 14 of the Everyday Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Green. This is season three with the Scattered Abroad Network of Podcasts. Make sure you go ahead and go over to scatteredabroad.org and check out all the various podcasts that we have there. Uh, Look up our Master Feed in the, the app store that you listen to podcasts on. Just look up Scattered Abroad Network Master Feed and make sure you listen to all the various content that we have uh, for each day of the week, I'm so certainly thankful for all of the podcasters at Scattered Abroad, and I'm thankful for the directors of our network as well, Michael Clark and Kayla Brotherford, and thankful for the elders of the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. Also for um, you know overseeing this good work of the Scattered Abroad network as well. We we as the host put in a, a whole lot of uh, work to get all these podcasts pushed out, and certainly hope that you are. Uh, taking advantage of all of them uh, as you listen not only to this podcast, but to all the podcasts that we have to offer at Scattered Abroad. This uh, Everyday Christian podcast is a podcast where we remind ourselves that God deserves every praise from every creature every day. We have been talking about on this season looking out for landmines, and the last few weeks we've had uh, my very good friend and, and brother, uh, from back in Louisiana, Jordan May with us on the podcast, and we have been discussing uh, the the landmine that is lack of knowledge. Again, Hosea four verse six says, "My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge." Well, we've been talking about that since uh, last week, and we're going to wrap up that discussion discussion this week. And we have been talking about how uh, unfortunately many folks do not know how to rightly divide the word of truth. And that's where we left off last week, and now we'll continue uh, at that point to wrap up that discussion this week. Jordy, what do you think some subjects are that I guess society in general, certainly, but also even the Lord's Church, are not very knowledgeable about?
1: I would say divorce, marriage, and remarriage.
0: That's a big one, right? Matthew chapter nineteen. It's uh, like the
1: more. Nowadays people want to hush hush
0: that one. Right. And but a lot of people you know especially you know our generation they don't know
1: nothing about that. Yes. A-, a lot of uh people come from broken homes and it was kind of swept underneath
0: the carpet. Right. So to speak. You're absolutely right. Um I was actually it's funny you mentioned that uh first. Because I was actually uh, doing some marriage counseling for a young couple the other night, and uh, the very first—you probably remember this when uh, when I did marriage counseling for you and Kenzie. Um, The very first thing I did was I had them read Matthew chapter nineteen, verses uh, three through nine, I believe it was, and uh, that deals with marriage and divorce and remarriage. And I asked them, you know, I told them this was a young couple; neither one of them have been married before. I said, well, you're a male and female, that's good. And then I said, neither one of you have been married before, that's good. And I said, so you're in good shape, but I still want to make sure that you understand this concept and realize that, hey, the Bible teaches the only acceptable reason for marriage and divorce and then a remarriage is if someone was cheated on, uh, You know, someone committed fornication against you, then the innocent party could remarry then, uh, but the guilty party could not. And I told this couple, I said, have y'all ever read that? Uh, have you ever you know, known about this? And they said, no, we we didn't know this. And so I told them, I said, well, if, if I ever marry somebody, I make sure that they know this because so many people don't know it. Because they weren't taught. Right. Well, and, and even Christians have never read that passage before. Or maybe they have read it, but they just kind of skimmed over it and didn't pay attention to it. Yeah. And there are a lot of pulpits that this subject is not allowed to be covered in either, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. A lot, you know, there's a couple of things, you know. And that that shouldn't be the case. I mean, we should
0: be able to be able to get up there and speak, uh, speak freely against sin. Right. Absolutely. But uh, just like in the Old Testament times, the people don't want to have it sometimes, unfortunately. Uh-huh.
1: And isn't it in Deuteronomy where it says it comes to
0: generation that do not the Lord? Uh I think you're thinking of judges, maybe. I think so. But, yeah. But you're right. There is definitely uh a generation now that, that does not know the Lord for sure. Every man does that which is right in his own eyes. That is definitely the generation we're living in. Uh another subject that I think of is uh L-G-B-T-Q, and the, the letters ever continue to expand, right? They keep adding stuff, so they have to put the plus at the end of it now. Uh, that was never, in this country at least, accepted for a very long time, but now look how accepted it has become. And uh, sometimes people say, well, you know, the Old Testament comm- condemned it, but the New Testament doesn't. Yes, it does. Read Romans chapter 1.
1: first Corinthians chapter six verse nine
0: right right yep it's it's included in the list of things that will keep someone out of heaven
1: I actually got to use that verse today you know I, I told him and I said this out of love because that's what we're supposed to do I don't hate anybody and I want everybody to come to the knowledge of, of the truth absolutely and, but it's it's sad that you know everybody like that
0: thinks that they're okay because once again it was never told to them. you know, they don't read the Bible, they don't have a knowledge of it. Right. And they don't know that they're at risk. Absolutely. And actually how much God despises, you know, that sin. Right. Absolutely. Um we could we could mention any number of other you know, sins regarding morals. Yeah. Uh, um, we're to hate the sin and not the person. Yeah, and I, I believe if we keep that in mind, we can do a lot of good in talking to people. Right. Yeah, you're exactly right. We are to love them. We we are to treat them, you know, kindly, and but we also are to teach them the truth. I think back to a passage in Galatians where Paul told the Galatians. Uh, he asked them this. He said. Uh, am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? And of course, the answer to that is no. He wasn't their enemy. He was their best friend in the world because he was willing to tell them what they needed to hear. And
1: imagine how much ground you could cover, and you would probably, you know, in a sense, you know, confuse them if you were to tell them. Be like, you know, if they if they asked you right out, like, like, you think I'm wrong? Like you know? And you told them, like, I'm just letting you know I love you so much. I'm glad you asked me that. And you take them to some passages, and you sincerely sit down with that person, and they say that you're not there to hate them or to bash them or to put them down, that you're actually worried about their soul. Right. Imagine what, how much ground you could cover with a person
0: like that. Absolutely. You're, you're exactly right. Um, I like how you mentioned that uh, right from the get-go. Tell them. You know, something like that. Like, I love you, and I, I want to share the truth with you. So let's take a look at this and see what the Bible says about it. And
1: who knows what, you know, what wonders you could do. Absolutely. Somebody like that. Absolutely. Not just, you know, a homosexual or anything, but any part a drug.
0: Yeah. I mean, somebody who goes to the club on Friday night. And you yeah. know, dances and gets drunk. Uh, somebody who goes to the casino. They I mean, they're
1: they're there to fill a void. It, you know, you can tell that. So right. why not try to help them with that
0: void? Right. Exactly.
1: Encourage them to read and become more knowledgeable in God's Word. And and it, it, God's Word, it do it, it do wonders for you when you read it.
0: Absolutely, it it will do its job, and I mean, uh, go ahead. It's a heavy
1: cry. right? That's how
0: powerful
1: the word is.
0: Absolutely, and and we also need to get down on their level as far as we need to explain to them. Look, we're not perfect either. We've been there. We we've we've committed sinful things. Uh, maybe not the yeah. same sins they commit. Maybe they are the same sins. I don't know. But we've yeah. we've been there too, and and now we are members of of. Christ's body. We're his, his church. We're saved. We're Christians. We've been where you are, but we want to help you uh, come and, and be in the safety of the Lord's church now, uh, like we are. And I think about this too. Jesus went and he sat down and he ate with those sinners. And he didn't do that to be buddy-buddy with them. No, he did that because he wanted to save them. Well, that's why he was there. Right. Exactly. So... Yeah, anybody who's mixed up with any number of sins that we could mention, we could, we could do a whole podcast just listing uh, many, many sins that people get caught up in. Uh, but anybody who's caught up in sin, uh, immorality, uh, they need the saving gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes, and when we're talking to people, also another thing I want to add is we need to start using the word "me"
1: more than the word "you." Right. You you know, you can tell people, you know, things about you that has gotten you down throughout life and that
0: your sin could send you to hell just like their sin could. Sure.
1: That your sin is no more better than theirs and just give them the knowledge of all, you know, the things that the Lord has given us.
0: Right. Absolutely. I think of some other topics, I guess, of things that people are uh, ignorant of. You know, they they have no knowledge of. We could talk about worship, and we've, we've already talked about that to an extent. You know, five things that we find in the New Testament that that the Lord's Church is supposed to uh, give to God as worship. We could talk about the Old Testament, and we've talked about it a little bit. Again, Romans 15, 4. It was written for our learning so that we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. Um, I have taught on more than one occasion through the books of the minor prophets. Those are like, uh, they're 12 books of prophets uh, that are called the minor prophets because they're smaller books. So uh, like Jeremiah and Daniel and Ezekiel and Isaiah, they're, they're the major prophets because they're bigger books. But then you've got the minor prophets toward the end of your Old Testament. And a lot of times people, because those books are at the end of their Old Testament, maybe they start reading uh, Genesis and then they get to Exodus and then they get to Leviticus and they're like, oh, this is too hard. And they kind of quit reading their Bibles. And they never make it to those minor prophets in the back of the Old Testament. And that is a that is a tremendous shame because there is a lot of rich application for today in those minor prophets. I mean, if you read them, it's the same, yeah, Hosea and Amos and Joel and and on and on we could go listing examples, the same things that were happening in the Old Testament, we're seeing history repeat itself and they're happening today as well. And if you don't study those books, you'll have no idea uh, the rich application that you can make uh, to today from studying those things. And there's so many people who have no knowledge of those books,
1: even here, yeah, even in the Lord's church, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Usually, and that's not about. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but everybody wants to stick to the New Testament,
1: right? You know, Matthew and stuff like that. And those are wonderful books, very well needed. But some of these minor prophets,
0: right? Well, you know, clearly we need to study, you know, Matthew, Mark, and Luke and John, and and learn about the life of Christ, and certainly we need to study uh, the book of Acts and learn about the the establishment of the church, and, and we need to study the rest of the New Testament, of course, because we're the New Testament church, and talking about rightly dividing the Word, that's the testament that we're living under, so we definitely need to study all of that, but we also need to learn from those Old Testament books uh, as well.
1: Yeah, that's why God gave us all of it. You know, because he wanted us to study
0: all of it. It all has reason. Absolutely. What about uh, the plan of salvation? Do you think that there's a lot of ignorance today, Uh, definitely in the denominational world, but even in the Lord's Church, is there ignorance, uh, lack of knowledge about the plan of salvation?
1: I would say yes, but at the same time, I would say that usually... If I even attended somewhere that had Church of Christ on it, that was one thing that, that was always, you know, pretty spot
0: on. People usually know that one just because it's it's obvious. Uh, it's a basic yeah. building block of someone becoming a Christian. So a lot of times people do know it. But I, I think of people who are confused on things like Calvinism. They think, oh, well, I was born a sinner. No, you weren't. You know, that's Calvinism. That is blatantly false. And a lot of people, just because they listen to the denominations around us, they think, oh, yeah, I was born a sinner. No, you weren't. Um, that's just one example. Yeah, and, the,
1: the example
0: of the denomination that just believes that
1: the baptism is just joining the congregation.
0: Right. Like, kind of like a membership. Exactly. And... uh even some churches of Christ have begin have begun to t- kind of take that mindset, and there's so many passages that deal with baptism being essential for salvation. I don't know how. I mean, there's tons
1: of them. You yeah, 1 Peter three twenty one. I love that one. But how can you not get
0: past Mark sixteen sixteen? Exactly. I mean, he who believes and, that, and is baptized will be saved. And if you don't, you're, you know, you would be condemned. Right. And, and there, you know, for those two examples, we could list many, many, many more. But how many Christians can't give you examples like that right off the bat? It's, it's more than, oh, 50%, I would say. You know, I, I think, you know, it's kind of hard to be exactly precise on a percentage, but I think you're right. I think there are a lot of people who are Christians who, who cannot guide somebody even. In the plan of salvation, and if you
1: you could bring them to Mark sixteen and sixteen,
0: that should be a mic drop or <laughs> mic drop, right? It should be, but uh, there are people who will weasel their way out of it and and try to deny. Uh, you and I know you and I know this full well because you remember when we talked uh, with the one guy we had the Bible study with uh, yeah. a year or two ago. <clears throat> Absolutely, and it was it was very sad.
1: Very sad, because that was just blatantly, you
0: know, rejected. I mean... Yeah, so uh, to, our, wow. to our listeners, kind of what happened that that time, uh, we had had a Bible study, I don't know, four or five weeks with this guy, maybe? Yeah, quite and, a minute. we It went on for about a month. Yeah, yeah, and um, we got down to uh, the nitty-gritty, so to speak, uh, decision time, and... We talked about baptism with this guy, and he kept refusing to admit it over and over again. And finally, we were at an impasse, and I'm like, well, we've got to do something. So I pulled out a sheet of paper, and I wrote on it, he who believes uh, is saved and then baptized, Mark sixteen sixteen. And of course, that's not what Mark 16, say, 16 says. It's the it's actually the exact opposite of what Mark sixteen sixteen says. But I was doing it on a sheet of paper to make a point to him. So I wrote that on there, and then below it, I wrote what Mark 16, 16 actually says, which is, he who believes and is baptized will be saved, and uh, he who is who does not believe will be condemned. And so I wrote that on the sheet of paper, and I asked the gentleman, I said, which one of these do you agree with? You remember what he said, Jordy? Yeah, he looked
1: at it for a moment, he had to collect his thoughts, and he said neither.
0: He said neither, right. So we had what what Mark 16:16 16, 16 from his Bible actually says on the sheet of paper and then we had a perversion of Mark 16:16 16, 16 on there as well. And he said he didn't believe either one. And that was a problem because he had told us that he basically believed the perversion of Mark 16:16. 16, 16. He had told us over and over again, I believe that you're you're uh, you're saved and then you're baptized later. And so that would be the perversion of Mark 16:16. 16, 16. And he did not believe what the Bible actually says. So we basically proved he doesn't believe the Bible in that moment. And and that was very, very sad.
1: Yep, yeah, that's the moment when you it's kind of the moment of truth, really, you know.
0: It was. They,
1: you know, are they gonna have an honest heart? Or are they gonna,
0: you know, comply with the devil? You're you're right. Um the moment of truth. I actually wrote a bulletin article based on that experience one time, and I called it the moment of truth because it came down to the moment of truth, and unfortunately, uh, he rejected the truth. Well, we've got just a couple minutes left. Um, I want to talk about the solution to the problem, and the solution simply is this, Second 2 Timothy 2.15. What does that say, Jordy, Second 2 Timothy 2.15? 2. It says... Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That's the key, isn't it?
1: Yes, I mean, in order to get knowledge, you have to study. In order to understand what God wants and what pleases is pleasing unto God, we have to study. Yep. Like I said in the other podcast that Knowledge is just is our platform and where we
0: build off of. It's the starting point.
1: Yeah. There's and, a, Go
0: ahead. Sorry. No, you're good.
1: I was just going to say that. In t- today's world, you know, nobody is studying the Bible. I mean, we have so many things going on, you know, we use the excuse of work and you know, things of, of that nature. But there comes a time where we just have to say, Look, I'm gonna take an hour and what is an hour? Either of your day when you get home right to, to read just just three or four chapters of God's word. And I I'm telling you right now, once you start reading, once you sit down and relax yourself Within two chapters, you're going to want to continue to read. Yep. There's so many times that I'll start reading. And then by the fourth and fifth chapter, I'm so far it, right, I'm like, oh, man, dude, you know, I only have, you know, five more chapters. Let's keep on going. Right. And that's what it does for you.
0: Yep. And once you, you just got to break that ice, so to speak, and just do it. Absolutely. And once you It'll start rolling for you. Right. Yeah, you're exactly right. Um, one last thing I want to mention is uh, Proverbs 1, verse 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. There are so many people today, they simply just don't fear the Lord. And so they don't crack open a Bible. They don't go to church, and they don't have knowledge because of it. And so the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But there are so many fools who despise wisdom and they despise instruction. And that's what we're seeing today.
1: Absolutely. And I think that, um, you know, for us, example, growing up in the church, we grew up with that fear of knowing what God can do and what he will do if we're disobedient. Right. And that's always a blessing, I would think, you know growing up in the church, is we grew up with that knowledge. It was instilled in us. And even though, you know, some people turn away from the knowledge, but the
0: knowledge is still there. Right. And it still does its job, and it brings them back. Yeah, it's kind of in the back of their mind. Talking about drifting away, like we talked about uh, last time on the podcast, Uh, you know, people do drift away, but sometimes, thankfully, they do come back and a big part of that was because that knowledge was in the back of their mind and they knew, Hey, I've got to straighten up. And that fear, right? That fear of the Lord. Absolutely. Well, Jordy, I certainly appreciate you again for joining us on the podcast. It's been really good. I think that, that, uh, the listeners are definitely going to profit very much from this discussion. And, um, this, get out and, you know, touch somebody's heart. For sure. For sure. And, Um, certainly lack of knowledge, that's a big, big landmine. You know, again, uh, we're talking about looking out for landmines this season on the podcast and lack of knowledge is a major, major landmine that so many people have stepped on. And, uh, we are seeing the results of it and it's, it's such a, such a shame, uh, that we're seeing that. So, Jordy, I definitely appreciate you for joining me on the podcast. Love you, brother. And, uh, I'm, I'm glad that, glad that you're doing well. And uh, just thank you so much for joining us. Tune in next week on the Everyday Christian Podcast, and uh, we'll have another subject to cover looking out for landmines. What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network. And we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and We have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, and please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the
1: SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.